Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. Welcome to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I chat with some of the world's top business influencers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs in order to crack the code of networking. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know, and that your relationships ultimately determine the person that you become. So if you want to learn the new way of connecting, if you want to fill your network with quality people and skyrocket your results, then you're in the right place, because this the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Build Your Network Podcast. I'm Travis Chappell's producer, Eric, and I'm so excited to introduce you to today's episode. This episode was originally created as a uh, Ask Travis episode for the World Class Podcast, which is currently on hiatus. But on this episode, we cover a variety of topics, including how to find a mentor. And so we thought this would be a great episode to share with all of you on the Build Your Network Podcast. So without further ado, let's hop into the episode. Eric, thanks for joining me on the show today. So this is from Megan A.A. McNeil. She says, Build Your Network is obviously all about building connections. You ran with the Build Your Network podcast. That's what built you to this point so far. What connection, personal or professional, has A, been your loudest cheerleader over the years, and uh, B, been an accidental and unofficial mentor, and C, had you the most starstruck when you first connected? I'll go ahead and just go with the first question there. Who was your loudest cheerleader over the years, whether they're personal connection or professional uh, connection? Loudest cheerleader is easy. My wife. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, uh, it's a hundred percent. You know, she, I wouldn't be able to do any of the stuff that I did without her continuous support in the background. But it was specifically for this question. I think she's asking more if I had a connection that I made on the show that became more of a, a cheerleader for me. There's been quite a few. I'll say one that was really unexpected was Steve Sims. Uh, Steve, if you're watching this, what's up? Uh, Steve is such a good, such a great dude. And I just remember one time uh, we had met once or twice and I had him on my show. This was a couple years ago. 
And uh, I was backstage at Thrive, which is a big event, a big entrepreneur event here in Vegas. And Steve was speaking that year. And uh, so I was talking to Bradley, who's another Vegas local, runs a company called Lightspeed BT. And I was having a conversation with Brad and we were just chopping it up. And Steve was sitting over on the couch and he looked over at the conversation. I remember seeing him out of the corner of my eye, but I try not to break eye contact with people when we're having a conversation, which is one thing that I teach a lot, which is I tr you try to give people your full attention. And I saw him out of the corner of my eye, look over and then get up and then start walking around. So he came up to me and then I had just broken off conversation with Brad and I was going to go sit on the couch. And so we um, ran into each other and he goes, he goes, bro, you have, you, you seem to have a really good energy with people. Like people seem to respond really well to you. And, uh, and coming from somebody like Steve, who, if you don't know Steve, he's worked with right. princes and princesses of countries and like foreign diplomats and billionaires and celebrities and everybody. So to hear something like that from him, you know, was really cool to me because I'm sure he's seen a lot of fake people that know how to like put on the facade, but don't actually care about people. And, uh, and he probably would have told you if you were yeah, super oh, right. fake too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> he he does not, yeah, he thing. doesn't give a shit at all. Like he would just tell me the way that it is, which is Steve's personality. And uh, so he came up to me and said that, and then he just goes, "Just let me know if you ever need anything." And I was like, just blown away by that. This anything? is the second or third time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, make me James Bond for a week. Right, it's like you did for that one guy. But yeah, I, Steve. Steve's been a, a, a supporter. He came out to uh, my first real retreat that I ever threw in Thailand, uh, which was a, a blast. Got to know him really well on that trip and hang out a bit. And then he came and spoke at BYN Live, my first live event this past November, and just constantly making intros and always willing to help. So yeah, I would say Steve's been, been at the top of that list somewhere for sure. If this answer is different, who's been an accidental and unofficial mentor? Unofficial mentor, there's so many of those. And really, I would say John Lee Dumas except for that was really on purpose on my part. It was accidental on his part. It was really on purpose and strategic on my part. I wanted to learn from him. And so I did whatever I could to get around him, including buying a mastermind at his uh, house for a weekend. And so he's become a really good unofficial mentor in my life, like somebody that I can shoot a quick text to whenever I'm running into anything. And he's always willing to help me out. Another one of those would be Jordan Harbinger. That one was probably a little bit more accidental. I wanted, I knew I wanted to meet Jordan, but when I started listening to podcasts, I listened to three podcasts, Bigger Pockets, Jordan Harbinger's show, and Entrepreneur on Fire. So I knew I wanted to connect with Brandon Turner, uh, John Lee Dumas, and Jordan Harbinger. Uh, JLD, since he was like the big, like his brand was all about teaching you how to podcast. I knew I wanted a podcast that he was like, he was number one on the list. But then after that, I knew I wanted to meet Jordan and as, and Jordan had conversations with like my childhood hero, like Shaq was on his show and right. Shaq was like my idol growing up. And I, I knew that I wanted to get to know Jordan a little bit better. And that's turned into this just accidental mentorship type relationship where anytime I'm running into something and I need some advice, like even starting this show was right. came directly from a conversation that I have with Jordan different things like that, where I have you know, been able to get the ear of somebody who I really respect their opinion and they are crushing it in what it is they're doing. And I'm blessed to have those types of like unofficial mentorship type relationships in my life now. I think it speaks to the power of the podcasting thing as well, because oh, like so you, you just listed, here's three people who are crushing it, millions of downloads every month, like right. massive people. And your connection point to most of them was like, Hey, will you do my show? Right. And so I think it's really cool that you set this and I'm, I'm seeing that now with like my shows, like there's people that I like for the last several years have been like, Oh, I wish I could talk to them. They're so unattainable. Right. It costs a ton of money to go to this convention to see them for two seconds. 
and it's then you reach out and say, Hey, will you talk to me for an hour and we can record it? And yeah. they're like, Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I'm stoked. You're like, wait, you charge <laughs> right. me like fifty dollars to probably an autograph. Yeah, literally. It's, so I think that's really cool that it's an in. Man. Yeah, it's, people it's, don't understand it's it's such an in. I, that's what I tell people all the time. Don't worry about your downloads. Right. Because people, people get this thing in their head where I don't want to start a show because I, I just, it's not a priority right now. And if I want to do it, I want to do it. And it's like, I agree. You, you should do it. Like you should build a quality thing. But in terms of downloads, don't worry about that. Who cares? If you only get the relationships, that that by itself is worth every single hour you put into creating a show. And, and speaking of uh, connecting with people who are like big names and people that you've always wanted to talk to, uh, I guess that's our third question is, who had you the most starstruck when you first connected? That's an interesting question because I feel like I feel like the further along I got with people, the more adjusted I became to having conversations with high-level people. So it sounds funny comparatively with all the, the guests right. that I've had on, but it probably was John Lee Dumas. Just yeah. because at the time, like I knew zero millionaires. Like not billionaires, like not 10 or right. hundred millionaires, like millionaires. I knew zero, you know what I mean? So this You're guy, like, why is he talking to me? The guy that I'd had in my ears for like six months at that point, I was actually like in front of him and having a conversation with him. And I think that was probably the most starstruck that I was. And then it's just been a desensitizing thing moving forward. Even when I've had been able to play basketball with Matt Barnes or right. whatever, some of the other cool things that I've been able to do is they're, they're, it's not like I, I don't take them lightly. I'm not saying that. I don't view myself as better or whatever. I, it's just that after connecting with people that I admire for so long, I just had to learn how to like keep it all like controlled and make sure that I come across as a professional. Well, you talk about that all the time with the people you surround yourself with force you to like level up or get yeah, out. And right. so I think even uh, you said desensitized, but I've seen it with you myself is that each person gives you a little bit of what you need to get to the next level. And so you're almost meeting people when you're ready to meet them. I think if you would have had an interview with some of these guys as your first interview, oh, I would have screwed it would have been like, uh, blah, 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 like yeah. the, the way I am in most conversations. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it would have been horrible. Yeah. But I think at this point, it's in you're going in with all this credibility of like, I've talked to this person and they are the steps toward this next person yeah. and the next person. And so I think what I've seen is you grow as a person to where like, you're on a level where you can sit down and have that conversation versus yeah. I think and, about and, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Four, four years ago, if I would have gotten an email back from someone that emailed me back right. last week, I would have right. been like, uh, I'm good. Actually, that's fine. Like I'm, yeah. I'm going to mess it up. But I think you just get to a point where you're ready for that, that sure. next step. I've learned that one of the most underappreciated skill sets that there is that nobody really ever talks about is reaction management. And the first time I ever heard anybody talk about this, it was Tim Ferriss. I think it was on, it was either an audiobook of his or his podcast, but he was talking about how important it is to be able to manage reactions in real time. And it's insanely difficult because we as humans are all emotional beings regardless, because I would view myself as a logical person. I don't, I'm not as emotional as most people. I'm fairly like even keeled. I don't have like really high highs and really low lows. I'm, I'm fairly even keeled as far as that kind of stuff goes. And I would describe myself as more logical, but I know that even the most logical human is still an emotional being. And when you're an emotional being, when something happens, your gut reaction just takes place. It's not something that you have a ton of control over. And so learning to be able to control it 
is I think a skill set that can take you anywhere in life. And the way to get in front of people like that and continue to get in front of people like that is to do well with the first couple of people that you have conversations with or else they're not going to refer you to their friends. Like your opportunities afterwards are going to start, are going to be more limited rather than expand, which is obviously the goal. So if you treat those initial interactions poorly and handle them in an unprofessional way, or you're like totally, you know, fangirling or fanboying over some person, then you've set the stage when you walk in there. If you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I'm here with this person. This is like crazy. It's insane. Like when you get in front of somebody like that, all you're doing is telling them exactly how to perceive you. Right. Like you're saying you're up here and I'm down here. And it's a subconscious thing. They're not thinking that. They're not like, oh, that person's down here. But it's not like that they, it's not they lose all respect for you as a human being or anything like that. It's just a very, it's a powerful subconscious code that your brain runs that without you even thinking about it, like it's literally like typing a line of code into your brain and your brain reacts like that. And now you have this sub, like they have right. this subconscious reaction to you that just immediately goes, okay, this person is somebody that's down here because they're treating me like I'm all the way up here. And if you do that, you're telling people exactly how to treat you rather than the other way around. When I meet people like someone like Tommy, like I I was fairly starstruck with her. She was one of the first people I ever reached out to on my show like three years ago. Never heard back from her because she has 3 million followers or how many (laughs) she has. And so I was fairly starstruck with her. Like I'd seen her a bunch of her videos and whatever, but when I meet somebody, I just, I do my best to try to manage my reaction inside and just think about what would a professional that is a peer of this person right. do in this situation? Well, that's what you brought up in the, the word peer. Like you brought that up, I think maybe two times ago when I was down here and you said you want to establish yourself as a peer and not as a fan. Yeah. And I think so many of these people are like, Tommy has a lot of fans. All these guys have a, a ton of fans. Right. You don't introduce your friend. To, hey, here's one of my fans. Exactly. But if you can establish exactly. yourself, uh, and I think I think a good example is like with when you interviewed Grant Cardone, like if you look at that interview, like by the end of that interview, there was so much mutual respect. Yeah. But it's because you didn't go in there saying, oh, my goodness, I'm so honored you would stoop down to my level. Yeah, to exactly. Do a show. Exa- yeah. And that and you watch that, especially with somebody like Grant. He's a steamroller. Right. right? Yeah. Sorry, Grant, if you're watching this, but he's a steamroller. He steamrolls conversations. That's his personality. He's very much a type personality. Right. So when I was prepping for that interview. I watched him do interviews with other people. And, and they would, he would, they would never get a word in. He would just, he would almost ask their question for them and then answer it without them saying, they would start talking and then he would just be like, and then just go into something. It was like, oh my gosh, they have zero control in this conversation right now. There's one where he's like picking apart this, like this kid's outfit even (laughs) and just saying, that was dumb. Why'd you do that? And and it was on his show, this kid's show. And it was just like, Jesus, (laughs) you know what I mean? This kid is, this is the opposite of what you want to happen. You're, you're having an interview with Grant for credibility and all he's doing is like ridiculing you for the decisions that you've made. Like you have zero control over your own interview. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed 
survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. And yeah, I just, if you watch the very beginning of that, which you can find on YouTube, I was very purposeful about he was doing all this crazy stuff in the right. background when I was introducing him. Right. I just pretended like I didn't no. see any of it. And I went very straight lace on him. And you can almost see like a, a change in his personality where he's like, where at one point he goes, oh uh, yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to do your show. And he like snaps into like professional Grant. Let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Grant Cardone. Grant is a massively successful entrepreneur, real estate investor, sales trainer, consultant, and public speaker. He also owns the Grant Cardone TV Network, a digital home for business owners and other success-minded people, where he hosts, directs, and produces programs that help people do whatever it takes to succeed. His best-selling books include The 10X Rule, If You're Not First, You're Last, and Be Obsessed, or Be Average. He lives in Miami Beach with his wife, Elena, and two children. Grant, welcome to the show, man. Hey, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Travis Chappell. Yes, sir. Yes, now, sir. Are you any relation to David? <laughs> David Chappell? No, no. That's actually, it's pronounced chapel. Uh, Yours so, is chapel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a lot more well, Maybe his is chapel too, but he smoked too much weed. That could very well be accurate. Yeah. You never know. Uh, so let's go Great to be dive, on the show, dive straight right into it. Dive. I want to talk a little bit. Take a break. Yeah, this is a great question. You know, By the way, you do a great interview, dude. Thank you. You know, yeah, I need to send a bunch of my buddies over to you, but which is really where I was able. And and it wasn't like I broke him. It's not. Like, it's not at all what I'm saying. It's just that he, there, there. Like you said, there. Like he understood that. Okay, this guy is actually a professional at what he does. I don't have to try to steamroll this conversation because he's going to carry it through. Well, I think a guy like that is testing you too. Right. Exactly. I, I don't think he's just being like goofy. Well, but to I, his I credit, really a lot is. of people sucked before. Right. Exactly. They, they didn't come prepared. They didn't know any of that kind of stuff. And so he did whatever he wanted, those people. And he, to his credit, he's trying to create quality content. Yep. So if they're going a direction that he thinks is, is, is BS, then he's going to course correct and say, right. I'd rather go this direction. But when a professional, like a true professional comes in, he's going to defer to them because he's still a respectful human being. And he's going, so like when I took control of that conversation, he allowed me to step into that interviewer role and actually right. get really good stuff from him. And I think to this day, I've, I'm one, that's one of my interviews that I'm most proud of because of that, because of how difficult of an interviewee he can right. be or tends to be sometimes. Um, I was really happy with the, with the results that we got from that one because yeah, we, tr we just treated it a, a little bit different from the get go. That's awesome. You have well, to think, frame, you have to frame it. You have to control the frame. Right. If you know anything, like uh, there's a book called pitch anything by Oren Claff. If, if you ever studying that stuff, he talks about that a lot is you have to control the frame. You have to control the way the other person sees you. And uh, that's something that I'm really big on with that re that um, reaction management. 
Well, perfect. Well, I think that's a good spot to close. I think we're out of time for this episode, but some really awesome questions out there. And uh, we can go ahead and hit the rest of these on a, on a future episode. Sweet. Let's do it. Cool. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. If you're watching this on YouTube, drop a comment. Let us know your question of what you uh, want us to ask or uh, want us to answer here on the show. And then uh, we will get to that next week. And then if you're also on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification icon so you get all of these directly into your inbox when we release a new episode. And if you listen to this on the podcast, make sure to go ahead and subscribe, leave a quick rating and review. Uh, this kind of just helps us not only with Apple's algorithm, but also helps us have some feedback for the show so that we know uh, what everybody is enjoying and what they're not enjoying. So really appreciate you all for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Peace out and stay world class. Well, that's it for today's show. If you want more advanced networking strategies, as well as an instant network upgrade, then consider partnering with my BYN Inner Circle Mastermind. There are already dozens of high quality entrepreneurs in the group. There's dozens of video lessons on networking. There's monthly calls, there's accountability crews and more all for the low investment of just 99 bucks a month. So head over to byninnercircle.com to jump in. That's byninnercircle.com. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. We'll see you next time. Remember to leave every relationship better than you found it.